Ghostbusters! And it's midnight man! And it don't look good. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Hell yeah, Ray Parker Jr., who I met at the premiere last night. Welcome to the About Last Night podcast. My name is Adam Ray. Uh, Ghostbusters. It's coming out this weekend, baby. July 15th. Went to the premiere last night. Movie is incredible. Duh. Um, So good, man. Story's great. Um, the four uh, ladies and the leads crushed it. All everybody crushed it. The casting was great. Hemsworth uh, was hilarious. <laughs> um, cameos were great. I uh, got some good FaceTime in my scene. The Slimer stuff was dope. Movie's great. Uh, premiere was so fun too. Got to see my buddy Beck Bennett. Uh, uh, of course, former guest of the ALN podcast, uh, SNL cast member, and uh, Trojan alum. You know, we went to college together. Last uh, last thing we did at SC, we were playing drunk Irish dads in a play, and, and then we were on the, the red carpet for the premiere. It was pretty pretty rad. I uh, met Dan Aykroyd for a minute. That was awesome. I was like, dude, huge fan. Best of John Belushi is one of the first things I ever saw, and you were a big part of that. And, and I was like, I was lead singer in the uh, rock concert scene in Slimer. He's like, oh, great, great. Yeah, you're always great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. How'd you like the movie? I was like, oh, it was great. He goes, it was great, right? So fun. I go, you going to the party? He goes, yeah, maybe. I go, okay, cool. I'll see you later. Um, <laughs> he was so cool. He was wearing his sunglasses outside. What a cool fucking guy. Uh, yeah, it was great. Met Ray Parker Jr., who, uh, of course, uh, sang that uh, original theme, and he said he'll come on the podcast, so that'll be cool. Um, party was great. It's just just a great night, you know? It's at the Man's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, which I've seen so many premieres at. It was cool to finally, uh, finally be at one, you know? Um, and, of course, the man behind Ghostbusters, who rebooted the franchise, uh, co-wrote it with Katie Dippold, uh, who wrote The Heat, um, and... Uh, Directed The Heat, directed Spy, directed Bridesmaids, and directed the Ghostbusters reboot. Talk about the one and only former ALN guest and now returning for a second appearance, Mr. Paul Feig, baby. Paul Feig, yeah, in the house. We went to Sony for this one and recorded Paul um, a few weeks before he had to turn in a final cut of the film. It was amazing. Paul is just such a great podcaster because he's uh, just so articulate in the way he talks, so passionate about uh, about movie making and, and the projects he's involved with, and uh, he gave us a real great insight, a very candid uh, look into the making of this movie. Um, you know, the pressures he faced in, in rebooting a, such a beloved franchise, uh, working with the special effects. He'd never done a movie with this amount of, of effects before. You know, as soon as they wrapped in September... Those guys started jamming on the effects all the way up until like a week before the movie, and uh, it paid off because they're incredible. He also shares how I got the role of Slimer um, and uh, his love for Legos, the cool toys that have come from this Ghostbusters experience, what he learned throughout the whole process. It's just a great conversation. Paul's the man. We uh, had a lot of laughs in this one, and uh, you know, it's it's great to, that he made time for us. Uh, with all the press he's been doing. So uh, enjoy this episode with the one and only Paul Feig. And follow Paul on Twitter, at Paul Feig. Tweet at him. Let him know how much you love the movie. He's uh, poured a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this one, and it's great. And uh, and, and he deserves all the uh, success and credit in the world. 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad at Funny Brad. Follow the podcast at ALN Podcast. At ALN Podcast on Instagram, I'm at Adam Ray 33. Brad is Brad Williams Comic. Uh, go see Brad Williams on tour this weekend in Columbus, Ohio, July 14th through the 17th at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. Get your tickets at funnybone.com. And then, of course, Brad will be in Montreal at the Montreal Comedy Festival, July 20th through the 30th. He's got a bunch of shows out there. Check your local listings. Go see Brad Williams in Montreal. I, of course, am in town for a while uh, doing Mad TV. We're shooting. It's going. It's intense. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun, a lot of work. We premiere July 26th on The CW, so set your DVRs now. July 26th, CW Mad TV every Tuesday at 9 p.m. But I'm in town. AdamRayTV.com for all my local tour dates. Laugh Factory Improv Comedy Store, headlining the Hollywood Improv on July 30th. That's a Saturday night, 8 p.m. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. Saturday, July 30th, Hollywood Improv. Come see me do an hour. Going to have uh, Amir K on the show, Adam Devine. It's going to be a fun night. Uh, and, of course, the story merchandise.com for all your ale and merch. Hats, shirts, mugs, posters. Bring them to the shows. We'll sign them, take a picture, and uh, and help us support the pod. Of course, five-star ratings on iTunes and comments are encouraged. Go to iTunes right now before the episode begins. Type in about last night. Click the fifth star and leave a comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, and I think that's it. Now that we've got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's the merch info. That's the Mad TV info. Ghostbusters premieres this Saturday, July 15th. Go see the movie. Go support film, support comedy, and support the co-writer director of Ghostbusters. Returning to the About Last Night podcast for a brand new episode with the one and only Paul Feig. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to our no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I'll be a Hollywood landmark, Paul. <laughs> Go see the, uh, the the man's Chinese theater. Yeah, Brad Williams' giant head. Sure, <laughs> on, on 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 the billboard, I can just imagine the T, the TMZ trucks just like. And on your right, we have the Brad Williams billboard. The uh, second. The, the second dwarf to appear on a billboard. Uh, yes, uh, Dinklage was obviously first. He was first to do everything. Yeah, no, but he's not funny. I mean, he had, he had one line about his uh, about his penis in Game of Thrones that got a mild laugh, there, but exactly, nothing right. that can sustain you throw for those an hour. Away. Oh yeah, those I'm are done. It. <laughs> exactly. You kidding me? A, a Middle Earth penis joke? I mean, I've got a whole ten minutes on that. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Dinklage. <laughs> he has a cunt. <laughs> Uh, I love Peter Dinklage, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, let's yeah. No let's just endorsement. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> put it out there. That. Put that out there. We love you, Dinklage. We want you on the podcast. We yeah. want to be friends with you. I want to be best man at your wedding. If you get married again, I don't know if you're married. If it happens, I want to be in your life. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there we Maybe go. We can start with Facebook. Uh, Paul, how long have you guys been here? We're at Sony right now. Thank you for letting us come here. Please, yeah, thanks for for coming over here. This is amazing. Uh, is this? Are we in the soundstage? That no, this okay. is just a uh, it's a prop. A sound. This is where they're right mixing Airbud 15. Yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> 
Why did I not get a call today? <laughs> I mean, you know, you have brought back several franchises. So whether it be the Peanuts or Ghostbusters, so I think we, I think we can do Airbud. I, I think <laughs> Airbud and Beethoven together again. Oh my God! With a sprinkle of Benji. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but now I really want to see that movie. Yeah, that would that Beethoven. would be like uh, the Jetsons versus the Flintstones, uh, 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 and then Beethoven throw, versus Benji. Yeah, all I need is the Airbud haters to get on me. I can't upset anybody else on the internet. I, I can't, like, my heart can't take it. Wait, I mean, but uh, what, what, what are you talking about, about about the internet? The internet is a very civil place. It is. Everyone keeps their, their opinions cordial yeah, and it's, polite. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. thought out and not at all preachy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. No, I. I mean, uh, hell, when it, when it was put on the uh, Denver Broncos Instagram that they were going to meet President Obama at the White House, you would not believe the nice comments <laughs> that were right below saying nothing but good things oh, yeah. about oh, good. the about the leader of the free world. I'm glad to hear. That. Yes, <laughs> internet's turned itself around. <laughs> Just so many nice things. <laughs> um, but no, so you guys have been here since the get go, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we, you know, uh, ever since December, we've been doing test screenings every, you know month or whatever right yeah and so we always do like a big temp dub when you do a smaller movie you can kind of do a mix for a test screening on the avid in your editing room right when you do something big like this you want to make sure it's got giant sound so yeah Yeah. we've been here every month for like a week at a time and now we've been camped out here for for several weeks and we're actually here for another week and a half then we finish the movie wow Wow. and and you tweeted recently that after a successful test screening you uh built some lego Yes, and what? that was I, my gift to myself. I saw that. And I was Are you a like, Lego guy? Wait, yeah, that's incredible. Really? Oh yeah. Wait, oh, so yeah. Lego over Lincoln Log or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a Lincoln Log guy. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to take offense to that because I am a Lincoln Log oh, guy, see? and I do look like one. <laughs> a guy who's because you know what that means? That means like I have the mental capacity to just stack blocks, no, no. but not actually read the instructions. You're made yeah. of the earth because it's thank wood. You, and, you. And, they still wood? Yeah. I mean, I don't, 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 don't try to act like you care about the I'm Lincoln Log no, world. I'm thinking old school. Yeah. Way. All right. Yeah. Save your tweets, Lincoln Loggers. <laughs> In my day, we were so poor, you had to dry out cat turds. <laughs> yeah, so what did you build then? Uh, I ended up building the Parisian restaurant because I also have the had the slave one, you yeah. know, Boba Fett's ship. But I thought I actually want to save that for uh, for opening weekend. <laughs> there, oh my there you God. go. Towards that, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. See, like most, it's like some Hollywood people, they have like a chocolate cake could be because they've been dieting. They're like, all right, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm messing you up. Yes. You have a stack of Lego. I do, I do, and I, they're my treat because they eat up so much time to to build a full kit. Yeah, time I should be. Has more this been a lifelong thing for you? Uh, when I was a kid, I was way into them, and then yeah. I got away from it for a long time. But then um, I just kind of got obsessed with the kits. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's I, I I built models my entire childhood. I loved anything where there's instructions and you can make something. Yeah, so you got laid a lot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're trying to say is model the ladies are into model making. Forget about you, it. And now I recently found out a fact that I had no idea about, and maybe you as a lifelong Lego fanatic, you know this. I found out there's no plural for leg for oh. Lego. It's not Legos. It's never Legos. Oh, so I did not. Unless it's Legos, my egos. Yeah, it, 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 unless it's multiple egos. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it, it, I don't know how you dissect that sentence. Uh, the, uh, dangling waffle 
participle. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it, it's never plural. It's just like, yes, that's a box of Lego. Oh, well, that seems nice. wrong. Well, <laughs> well, I, I, I do not cotton to this. Let's take <laughs> there you this, go. Let's take this down. Will you, will you do Legos, because um, I know you enjoyed the nice glass of wine. Will you do a Lego? Because to me, that would seem like to have a nice glass and put it together. Or do you have to be sober? Uh, no, actually, sobriety is not, is probably a hindrance when you're making yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Your creativity <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh... But there is nothing sadder than the sight of a grown fifty three year old man <laughs> sitting on the floor of his walk in closet building Legos with a glass of wine sitting next to him. Sadder mean, or the cover of Vanity Fair? Well, yeah, you say sad. I say the American dream. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I mean, so it's like you go down to Legoland in San Diego and just be like I'm home. I know. No, I actually, I, I have not been there yet. Oh my god, oh. probably. Well, lose my mind. I well, I, that's got to be on the next, uh, yeah, yeah. maybe post Ghostbusters vacay. Yeah, yeah, yeah? You know. I mean, if you could do a press tour, maybe mm-hmm. from from Legoland, <laughs> like Legoland. yeah, or maybe yeah. we go and we dress Brad up like a Lego. Oh, and ooh, that's an option. <laughs> and I can just walk in and be like, lines? Yeah. I'm Mr. Lego. Well, that's why we'd have you dress up, <laughs> so that we could get front of the line acts. We'll, we'll dress it like the Monopoly millionaire. Ooh, you should walk oh in with a top hat. There's so many costumes I want to buy for Brad, and I don't know if that's weird. Uh, no. I mean, and, and as long as we're going uh, mon- uh, monocles, we can go the full monocle set. We can go Mr. Yeah. Peanut. You know, we, we just do that whole, we just do the whole nine yards. I mean, Brad is like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. A uh, mini version would also be something I would be into. <laughs> I mean, you know, is, is there a sequel, Son of Stay Puff <laughs> sure. Marshmallow Man? Why not? <laughs> there wasn't a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man until somebody wrote it, so yeah. there's no reason why that one can't happen. Um, so you said you're about a week away from a week and a half from finishing it? our final mix, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I, I, I've never done a movie that's this effects-driven, and yeah. so we're still, like, effect shots will be coming in. Actually, I think a few will come in while I'm still when I'm off doing the international press tour. That wow! I'll be checking from distant lands. I remember speaking to um, who's the the man who's maybe the main uh, effects guy. I can't remember. Oh, Pete Travers. Yes. Yeah. And talking to him when we were shooting in Boston, and he was just telling me about the ghost that was going to be attacking me and all that, and yeah. and um, and he was. Uh, I think in, I was like, oh, what? How did you get into effects? And what else have you done? He was, mentioned Lord of the Rings and Matrix mm-hmm. and Guardians. And I was like, cool. Anything good or anything like uh, worth going to <laughs> see? Know, I think so. you know, and non uh, non art house films. Yeah. And he mentioned how it was like a giant team and how they were going to be working up until oh, yeah. the release. And and I was just like, that's. I, I mean, that's a world I can't wrap my brain around. And I don't know if you. This being your first movie to deal with it, was it all new for you too? Yeah, it was a learning curve for me because. You know, I do. I'm, I'm a slave to test screenings. That's yeah, what I love to do. It is, yeah. you know, we were all, we're all stand-ups. Yeah, that's how you know you work out your act. And so normally I can just show a movie and get a really good gauge. But this we are having to show stuff with like previs. So it was like watching the audience was suddenly watching like a cartoon oh, <laughs> of what wow. would be happening. And now that tennis ball is a terrifying yeah, ghost. Exactly. So just picture that. Yeah, just all green screens everywhere. Yeah, and, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's amazing we got the good scores that we did because you awesome. go like, wow, people just don't quite yeah, as nobody can really quite know what they're watching, even though we had a big tutorial kind of thing at the beginning. Said like, if you see this, it's going to look like this, and blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, we did this last test screening uh, like a week and a half ago in Arizona with 
with most of the effects filled in wow. and just the scores went through the roof. And people oh, that's fucking and so, awesome. But it's terrifying because it's, it's like a game of chicken because you're like, the release date's coming. I haven't seen a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Oh, my I God. hope it looks good. Now, yeah, how, do you, how yeah. do you calm yourself through that? You just have to you go. You don't. Just you just lose your mind. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Oh, yeah, I've been in a white hot panic for the last year. Well, because this oh, is something God. that you, unlike your other movies where you're where you're writing, producing, editing, directing, like y- you don't really have control over this. Like you can't get, you can't get in there and say like, you know what, I'm just going to do this part myself. See, that's exactly it, and it's very weird. You really have to give yourself over. The good thing you realize is there's hugely talented people yeah. working on it, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and we they, they keep us updated on. We'll see iterations of it, and you give notes. But it's still, it's until it's done, it's not done, and, right. and it's just that terror. And you like, can't if it comes in wrong, and it's, there's no time to change it. Now, yeah, do, how do you, I mean? Do you have to just? I mean, you just really. I, mean, just, I know you're you, a little bit of a perfectionist, so you want it to be right. Like you're like, yeah. I, I don't. There's no room for air. Like no, everything. Totally. It, it's just by looking at the, the stages they do and, and really kind of trying to micromanage that. But also at the same time, I mean, my father always put this in my head of like, you know, when anything in the world. Hire people who are professionals at it and then give them their space to do what they do. And right. Obviously, oversee and make sure, but still don't get in their way because it's very easy to micromanage that stuff. Yeah. I don't want to because then they're bringing me stuff that's even cooler than I would have imagined. Yeah. Do you have that uh, style as you're directing the film? You, like, did, and did that come with you being an actor comedian to where like, you kind of understood how yeah. they like to be directed? Yeah. Oh, no, totally. That's My whole job is really to create a safe environment and figure out what works best for for every actor yeah so that then i can get out of their way because mm-hmm. there's just nothing worse than a director such a writer director who just micromanages like say this word say this word yeah then you know nobody everybody's mouth works differently well that and i mean it, it, that can also develop through i mean i've noticed that certain directors nowadays they seem to have their crews like there's like the apatow crew there's mm-hmm. there's and there's definitely the feed camp mm-hmm. so when working with people multiple times i imagine that trust just kind of yeah builds up and you go you're a talented person mm-hmm. you'll do this oh totally no you get a you know you just get a shorthand like adam you know i've got this mm-hmm. role of a rock singer it's like come on adam you go on you'll, you'll, yeah you'll be throw a rock me upside singer. down have me a rock singer <laughs> jumping around just like torture the shit out of yeah you yeah like, but it was the best but you know and i will attest to this because you know um that was you know the third movie you let me do with you and there was even i told my mom this as soon as i uh flew back and went through withdrawals and uh (laughs) i was just like it was all of them were the most were so fun because you're making a movie and that's the best but like there was just an extra level a from your end of just confidence as a director where it was like i mean you know you were owning every experience prior to that but Mm -hmm. like there was you know you can tell you get better just with every uh time so there was just an extra level of um Swagger, I'm just going to say. Oh, as far wow. as like you owning the set and well, just it's knowing. Such a, it's such a put on, Adam. <laughs> I can tell you Justin completed a Lego set because you yeah. walked out with a lot of confidence. Right, exactly. But it was a, for very young, young yeah. children. Yeah, so yeah. It was easy to put together. <laughs> but yeah. it was, but like even like the trust and the, and the uh, comfort level on my end when you would come out and say like, um, like when you, I got flipped upside down yeah. for that stunt, and you were like, um, "I'm going to feed you some lines," and then, but then you just go, and uh, and then anything you think of that's funny, say whatever. Yeah. And that was really cool, a to hear you say to me, but also to not get um, thrown off by it, to just go like, "Cool, yeah, I will," because and I and I, I trust myself to do that. But oh, like totally. in the heat, it was like I was so nervous to 
improvise because I was like, if I say something that's not funny and Sandra Bullock gives me a disapproving look uh, combined with a Paul Feig disapproving look, they're going to be like, maybe we should uh, maybe we should go get Mario Lopez. Like, right. you know. What were we thinking? <laughs> yeah, why yeah. did we hire this guy? Yeah, yeah. They you did know, have him on speed dial. You're great, but I mean, that's, you know, that's why I love working. Once you find people that you love and trust, then mm-hmm. then it's just like, okay, great. You just know they're going to come in and plus it up. And yeah. Be money in the bank, as they call it. Yeah. Those, uh, I mean, and getting to sing, <clears throat> I don't know if people, I mean, am I... <laughs> Well, people have seen in the trailer, which is incredible, yeah. that shot of the concert. Yeah, yeah. But that was like, I mean, I I just hope everyone can at some point in their life experience, I don't know how many thousands of extras were. We yeah, No, I think we had like 700 extras or something. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was, it was... Unbelievable energy, right? I mean... Oh, my God. Well, they were the best. I mean, yeah. anybody listening to this who was in that crowd... Total shout out to them. This was yes. the greatest group of people. I mean, you get 700 extras. You just don't know what you're going to get. Sure. And everybody was so committed to it. And they looked great. And they were into it. They wanted to be there. They yeah. loved the, the movie. They were just like, totally. you and the girls were so great because you'd come out and, and, and talk. To, I mean, it was like a really all in encompassing like make a wish experience yeah. it was pretty great well when you it's funny when you shoot a, a scene with that many extras is really not till you get back in the editing room you start putting it together then you start going like oh no look at that guy's looking at the camera oh no that person's right. terrible this and this has been one of these ones is like kind of everybody's great i'm always looking like going oh god they're all really good like i'm watching their acting well also that's so a testament to my performance because people couldn't take well, their eyes off yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, no, the fish smells good from the head down <laughs> but but that but that's totally true where you see in you see filmmakers talk about uh i i, I remember this is just one story that's coming off the top of my head where they talked about filming some of the scenes in Seabiscuit where they had the entire audience there that that, that had to be there all day being yeah. an entire audience and moving around and how difficult it was for them to keep everyone because a horse race is very passionate just yeah. the same way a, a rock show is oh, so yeah. they have they have to keep their energy up because you can't have like 20 people jumping up and down and then you have five just going yeah, like they oh no totally yeah just tweet just tweeting on the internet well this preview for this movie sucks yeah you know like you can't, yeah you can't, you can't have that it's a tough gig man being yeah. a background artist as we call them not yeah. extras I there you go say that. i like that uh yeah but they really i mean it's 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 thankless because you just get herded in and out like you say you get moved around it's like mm-hmm. we need to fill in this part of the audience Somebody get up move your move your stuff over here and we had a really we had a really uh, uh, tough day, uh, one of the last days of our shoots out. We have this big Times Square set that yeah. we use, and the, we have a daytime thing towards the end. And we had all these guys dressed as National Guard and cops and full heavy gear, and it was one of the hottest days I've ever experienced oh. outside. And these poor guys, I mean, they just had to be out there in the sun and uh, felt terrible. But they, they, you know, they, they pulled it together. That's and awesome. It. Did you feel like, I mean, it, you know, the, the time I was there just felt like, a very and obviously I use a lot of the, your same crew and uh, to shoot and just be a part of the whole thing. So that's the familiarity for you there is comfortable, right? Yeah, but yeah. was I mean, you guys? It was a how long of a shoot from? It was like seventy five day shoot, so yeah. it was uh, over three months. Wow, um, which is the longest shoot I've ever done. The longest shoot I did before that was probably fifty five days, and so it's kind of a marathon run. And the effects and every I mean, this was with the effects element. Did that make just like the prep and every day just that much more? Yeah. I guess I'm curious, like, going in, like, how much um, just uh, added pressure did you maybe put on yourself? For- well, I'm definitely, you can't help it, especially with something this that, that garnered this much, att- much attention right. before we even 
What's was made. announced? Oh yeah. my God! I know. I mean, we were just you know writing the script, and, yeah. and and suddenly everybody was you know focused on it. Yeah. Um, no, you definitely bring a, a level of of nervousness to it, but at the same time, you have to you have to force yourself to not think about that because then sure. if you treat it any differently than anything else you do, you'll lose that energy of what makes your your thing unique, right? Or, or and fun. you're where you are because you're good at this job yeah. not you know and <laughs> there's cry. there's a thing they see on the spn whenever like they have fans telling an, an nfl coach what to do it's always well if you listen to the fans pretty soon you'll be sitting with them yeah <laughs> you know and that's that's the hard part about the internet because i i do love social media and I'm yeah. a big twitter addict you're and great all on that it. you know and i really tried hard especially for the for the first year you know even though a lot of angry tweets and sure. mean things it's were coming in i've always had this rule that i don't block people uh wow, but good for i you. know but did I you finally, did, did you violate I it finally have violated it <laughs> the last three months yeah but say, didn't it's the greatest feeling in the world <laughs> oh, some isn't asshole it who just is hammering me for a year yes. and a half yes yeah. i've just started blocking people over the last two years yeah and wow is it a powerful thing it's just the greatest because you go like who I believe it was the wisdom of Pitbull, believe it or not. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> that I, sentence I, I has never been said before. Somebody was, I, exactly. Paul Wait. Vegan Pitbull, please get them together yeah. for some sort of chopped judge panel. Yeah, yeah. here we go. Exactly. But he was on Howard Stern, and um, oh, yeah. he was talking about why he's not on social media, and he was talking to somebody who was giving him a hard time about it. He said, look at you. He said, open your phone. That Your phone is filled with negativities, filled with all this stuff. You know, obviously, tons of nice people of course. too, and you hate to miss that. Yeah. But it is this thing of like, I can just be taken down by somebody who I would never normally have any exposure to. Right. I do like the idea that I can have exposure to everybody. Yes. yes. But at the same time, some people, you know, some people just want to kind of hit you. Yeah, yeah and it, and it's um and just as they I guess have the right to do that, you have the right to be like I don't want that in my life. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to have to respond to that. Yeah, totally. And that's when I finally <clears throat> went like, you know what? I do not it just good. You know, I'm well, glad you did that. Well, yeah, you can you know, only I take mean, so much as a person and yeah, it's like Well, you know, we're all comedy guys. We so all sensitive. are people pleasers. So <laughs> yes. like you can get 100 nice tweets and one guy takes a one. shot at you and you're like, oh, and it, like obsess about it. Yeah, that's so crazy. Well, I did. Then this is what ha- this is how I got in trouble. Yeah, because I was really good all through production. Yeah, you know, just not engaging with yeah. any negativity. Yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. And then, so we finished the movie, and I'm go to Italy with my wife to, to Capri, which yeah. is our favorite place the in best. the world. The best. Yeah. And so we there's this one restaurant that's up on the side of a cliff oh overlooks God. the most beautiful view you've ever seen in your life. I'm up there with my wife. We're having the greatest time. Shout out to Lori, the best. And, yeah, Lori's <laughs> the greatest. And for some reason... She went to the restroom, and I go, like, I'll just check in on Twitter. Yeah. And this one guy who'd just been hammering me, hammering me with with all kinds of just insults for me, for the cast, just the worst. He and some one other of his little buddies were kind of going at me. And just I'd had some wine, and yeah. it was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And I just went at him just mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, with a big fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yourself. Yeah. And it felt so good. And then yeah. over the course of like eight hours, you're like, oh, no. Why did I do that? <sighs> yeah, and then I guess. Just, then and then suddenly, some website Yeah, that's stuck with up. me. How dare you, sir? It's like, and it's so stupid because it's like they, they look at you and go like, you, you're up on this pedestal and like you should have to. Act yeah. different, and it's like no, like if I'm making myself, and it is great that you make yourself that available because like that back and forth experience, and I see you favoriting tweets and retweeting, and when people when people have tweeted at me mm-hmm. and included you, you'll respond to it, and it's like such a great interactive thing to do yeah. with so many of your fans. But at the same time, it's like you got to be allowed to also do. You're still a person, no, totally. like it's, and then for them to chastise you and go, "Why would you say that to him? He was just trying to to yeah. have a conversation about <laughs> how he hates you." Right. right, and then I go, like, you know, sometimes I go, like, "You're right. I should not have." done that it's the fact that now you can do it 
anonymously. Yeah. These were these were or, or not. Yeah. You you can do it anonymously, but then have the person still get it. Yeah. Whereas, but before, if if uh, Return of the Jedi came out and you and your friends watched it and didn't like it or wh- whatever, yeah. as an example, you could talk and amongst yourselves yeah. and be like, "Ah, hey, you know what? I like Empire better. You know, they peaked. Whatever." Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's not it's not it's not enough just to do that. Yeah. Now these people have to be like. He has to that Paul Feig has to know my opinion, <laughs> right? And right. and uh, he's got and then just angrily type and the, well, yeah, he's got to uh, know my when I go my, into my uh, thoughts when I go into so Beethoven uh, chat rooms, <laughs> I'm anonymous because <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of angry shit. You to just say. unload. I yeah, exactly. I'm like, why wasn't Charles Grodin in the third one? You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought there's an American icon. Everyone's complaining. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to know. Just speaking of geeking out, like what when you started the process of of making Ghostbusters. Um, like what, like I remember when I showed up and saw Melissa in the outfit and like, and then I think maybe I saw the car or, or just, I think it was the emblem on the outfit and like, I got chills seeing that and that was incredible. So, I mean, I'm sure you had so many of those moments, but like. Early on, what was something? And now the car is on the Sony lot, right? I mean, that's, yeah, the Ecto One. Yeah, out there the new new Ecto One. It's incredible. It was cool. I mean, I, I'm a big hardware geek, so yeah. that was one of the things I was excited about doing this project when it first you know was brought to me. Can you talk about that too? How did that even? Did they? Yeah, it was. I, I had been contacted a couple of times about there were sequel scripts that were out yeah. there, mm-hmm. uh, and Ivan had called me about it, and Amy Pascal, very kind, but it just I, I couldn't kind of figure my way into it personally yeah, because there had been rumors for almost ten years, oh, for, I mean, at even least, more than that, about yeah. stuff in development, and I know there was like a, a, a fourth. Like Ghostbusters with the original cast that was yeah. at, at set to go at one point, and then yeah. there was even pulled a, out or like it, it was yeah just, yeah they couldn't get Bill, and then then Harold passed and, yeah uh, and so you know so there was these versions were floating around that were really well written, mm-hmm. but they would just always like you know a new team comes on and the and the the former Ghostbusters kind of give them their equipment and it's like I don't I don't know if I wanted to just see a world in which a new team is just kind of given stuff right versus I kind of it's been so long it'd be kind of fun to see. A whole new team and and get a new origin story for it. Yeah, so you that's know, how you I, felt like you could connect yourself to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, people have issues with that, and very, you know, and that's a valid point. You know, mm-hmm. some people are just not happy it's a reboot, yeah. and I completely understand sure. that. I just know it was brought to me. I, you know, it was going to get made by somebody, and thought this is the way in. So it's the way in I took, and I and, I and they were all about it. Accepted, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I mean, you know, this is when Amy was running the the studio right. still, and when I said, well, if I could do it with all the funny women I know, because I know all these funny Come on. people, yeah, yeah. I said that I have that I have creativity for, and if we can reboot it and, and do it as an origin story, and she called me back immediately, said like, let's do it, I and then uh, and then I mean, I'm sure you had, I mean. Uh, ideas cast wise right away but i mean is that something too where well, every movie because you you really you make a list right yeah you make See a list but, but katie and you know katie dippled who oh, wrote yeah. the script with and i both we since we we're gonna start it over again we really wanted to figure out what would be the best characters for this and so weirdly mm-hmm. we almost we didn't cast it in our head gotcha because you just want to go like what were the four different characters who could complement each other in here wrote it and then once we had the first draft done then i started like mixing and matching different you know i had my big list and i had all these pictures i never auditioned anybody for it i had no a couple kidding. of meetings yeah wow. i met with kate mckinnon but i knew her from before really because yeah. i auditioned 54 <laughs> times and i told that well, was part just, of the that's process just for fun <laughs> 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 there was any tape on the camera Adam. i hate to tell you this <laughs> 
But it, now, is that normal for the writing process? Because I know usually, like in the stuff I've written, having people in mind helps to maybe flesh out a character. Yeah, normally I'll do that. Okay. But but it was just it, yeah, weirdly, Katie and I both just kind of. I like know, that. Yeah, it, it helped because then it took me like two months to really figure out who I wanted. To, to put in it, yeah, and it was the biggest thing was just that I had to get four people with very different comedic energies, right? And but I, I know I, I know I've done this long enough to kind of know who I think could mix and match yep. well, and it's yeah. kind of dangerous to do it that way. But everybody's so professional that I hire that I yeah. Sure would I mean that, and you and you look at bridesmaids like how many characters was that that yeah. everyone had their own personality, their own uh, distinct characteristics yeah. and things that they brought to the storyline and the plot so mm -hmm. this isn't a new endeavor for you no no it, 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 that to me is the most fun part I mean they would say you know casting's like 90% of the job and yeah. it really is I mean once you get the right cast then it's just about me making sure I don't let them down and make sure that I film them correctly and that is, put them at their best yeah does does Allison uh, Jones the great Allison Jones oh, yes. does she step in and, and uh, at least um, like because I'm sure you know so many, but I'm sure just because your head is filled with so much stuff that there might be people that you just, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So does she kind of yeah. send you like also like, hey, here's some people to think about? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You will definitely sometimes just go like, I, I'm not sure, you know, give me some ideas for this. Right. But, but the good thing is now I, I've, you know, done enough yeah. and know so many good people that it's really fun to just go like, oh, you know what, let's just, you know, J Jesse Henderson, my, yeah. my producing oh, partner. Yeah. I, I was always like, oh, you know who would be fun to put in this role? And so that's really kind of fun so for fun. me. Yeah, and, and that and you've gotten to the point now where now when you call someone they don't go who <laughs> like <laughs> oh, some do <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't have those moments anymore most time people are gonna no it's they're, it's really nice. take your calls now it's really nice to to be able to get people the, the, to do stuff the cast yeah. is uh, insane I mean I have a you know printout of like my call sheet from that day which is yeah. like just bonkers yeah um bonkers. and uh, but I mean. I just heard and I know and I don't know what we can speak to, but at least allude to the fact that uh, the amount of cameos and just yeah. people, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you know, the whole thing's about really establishing this new group and mm -hmm. letting them shine. But since it's, you know, it's a remake or a reboot of something that came before, you also want to put Easter eggs and sure. little gifts for people throughout. It just, you have to figure out where to put them because if you, put it too early you don't allow the new cast to kind of get their stronghold right what right, you want right. is the audience gets so into it they kind of forget about everything yeah. else and then it's like oh and here's a thing and here's a thing and yeah. so it's really fun like in these test screenings when our cameos and little moments like that do come up people are like oh, oh dude that's applaud. kind of yeah oh, what it, a it's cool really moment. fun it's yeah. really fun well, uh, and hearing the music in the trailers first of all yeah. the one with the piano um and mm. i think it was the first trailer that was yeah, released that slow piano incredible thing. yeah wasn't that great and then um did, was that Teddy? Uh, no, that was no. actually. Uh, let me just shout out to Teddy Shapiro. Teddy Shapiro, doing the most yeah. amazing, killing it. score for this movie you've ever heard in your life. He's going to come on too. Uh, oh, podcast. My Teddy's yeah. the yeah. greatest, the man, the greatest. Yeah, but uh, no, that was actually the 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 one of the ad agencies that was kind of working on these trailers. Provided that music and that you know that that more or orchestral da 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 yeah, yeah. they came up with that and I was just first time we heard that I like I like I cheered up because it's just like that's so awesome I would never have thought to do oh that. yeah and one 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 thing I love about the music and that I've heard so far in the previews is it's a little scarier. Like yeah. there, there's a little hauntingness to it. It's not so much a, like the '80s mm -hmm. synthesizers and kind of yeah. like there's definitely like a ghoulish 
factor of on yeah there. we really wanted a big score for this and and, and kind of a gothic feel to it and, yeah. and teddy embraced that i mean we've got every we've got everything on this soundtrack he went to this church in downtown la that has the second biggest pipe organ either in the u.s or in the world what and recorded that for some part of the part of the score we had a choir singing latin i mean it's crazy this wow. score is, is bananas and and w- w- was there an effort to make it i heard you in one interview say that like you wanted to make this a little a, a little scary yeah definitely i definitely wanted to make it scary you know i mean you know as, as scary as the first one was with maybe a little bit extra i didn't want to make something that was so terrifying you know sure you can scare you yeah know. you won't make the ring with yeah Elizabeth mccarthy exactly. where she's walking <laughs> right. backwards or something right. like that not that thing but i just wanted to be feel real I, I my comedy i always just wanted it to feel Feel real, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, even if it's in a you know an absurd world or something crazy, if, if people are treating it real and the things they're seeing feel real, but well, still fun. It, yeah. it's, a, it's it, totally it's a very interesting line to walk because you want it to look fun, yeah. and to mm-hmm. be fun, but you just want it to have enough where you're kind of like, oh, you're a little nervous, and you know, occasionally make you jump, yeah. If we can, the uh, I mean, the ghosts in the previews look. Uh I mean, like facially too. Like that's there's, it seems like there's yeah. personality to them. Well, I mean, it was really important to me to do as much as I could practically, and so a lot of the ghosts are cast. They're actual actors who I've worked with before. Oh, who we put into these costumes. You know, like you know, the one who sprays uh, Kristen with the ectoplasm. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. Bess Rouse, who was one of the stars of my Yahoo show, Other Space. No kidding. Yeah, and so we put her in the full costume, full <laughs> makeup, amazing. but then we put this like LED light suit on her, so there yeah. would be light interactivity with her and the walls and with the, the cast. Right, and you see the light on Kristen's face yeah. and the other people's faces. It just makes it more real. And then, yeah. and then we put her on a rig. We were hanging her from a wire. And at another point, we had her like on this kind of metal rig that goes up and down. The, the crew was floating up and down. And then we go in and we augment her with CG. But what happens is you get a performance and then the actors sure. act with her. And it's she actually was idea. able to like scare the shit out of Kristen yeah. once <laughs> by doing something early. And uh, that's what I want because I don't want them acting mm-hmm. against tennis balls if I can avoid it. Right. And then... And, and then, I mean, how far into the process do you go, ah, I guess i got to cast the Slimer guy. <laughs> oh, well, I know. I had <laughs> to dig you. deep for that. <laughs> I'm right here. Well, like, let me just say, uh, some, a certain young man sent an audition tape mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Did wearing, you watch that, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Wearing a little Slimer <laughs> What was that, like a football that I, you cut the middle out of and then stuck on your head? Um, I take offense to that. that, that to, please post that to your website. That's all should, you know. Well, I think when the movie comes, yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, yeah, I can post it now. Audition tape. Well, I is, talked to somebody, uh, I think it was the guy who's doing the DVD extra stuff at yeah. the um, uh, shoot, and he uh, was saying maybe like putting it on oh, yeah. the uh, DVD thing, but maybe I should just post it. Yeah, but yeah, so I bought that Slimer mask. It was like... It looked like a cutout football. It was. I think I got it off uh, Amazon. Uh, shout out! And uh, they. It was like I was going to get a full body Slimer suit, but I couldn't find one that didn't look like a kid's uh, costume like a body condom. Yeah, <laughs> that, like that. That I was going to have trouble fitting into. And right. and you know, I. Uh, I mean, I've been working on my calves, but I didn't want to like you know bust out of that thing. So it was a half face. And yeah, it was. Um, I guess what I needed to show. I just thought. I guess like. You weren't thinking of me for it. It's out of sight, out of mind. And just like, you don't ask, you don't get, which my mom instilled. And the worst you were going to say was, no, I've already been thinking of this. But I just assumed like there was so much going on that that wasn't yet in your head. So I was like, let me just maybe put it there. It was perfect and it was uh, it was pretty silly, I guess. Uh, no, <laughs> but the voice was good the enough. Voice of Slimer. So oh, there you go. That was incredible. Well, and that, yeah. Yeah, that was such a surprise because I went to go do ADR. Yeah. And I thought I was doing it for my scene, and then I opened the binder, and it said Slimer. And um, I'll be honest, I got a little hard. 
Excellent. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I felt a disturbance of the force in that room. <laughs> uh, and you sent me a really nice email saying you just saw the the that mixed in and it was oh it's great yeah no, we're mixing it as we as we speak. It's uh I mean that was like an ins- I mean for me like I mean the that was I mean the cartoon like sl- it was <laughs> like. I can't even explain to you how crazy that is for me to be doing that no, because I, that. I mean Ecto Cooler. I mean yeah, it was like, and the fact that that's coming back. Ecto Cooler's back. I got that back. I'm telling you. I mean, somebody, yeah. somebody had tweeted me early on, like, bring it back, and I, I'm, 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 I'm generationally, I wasn't, yeah, sure, drinking that stuff yeah. when it was out, so I didn't sure. really know about it. You still have several of your internal yeah. organs intact. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, it's right. the most nutritious. How drink. dare you? It's made from real fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's citrus. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got it. Some guy tweeted me early. I mean, before we even we were writing the movie about like, mm-hmm. please bring this back. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I just went to the studio and said like, hey, we should bring that back. <laughs> and they had to <laughs> look into it. At one point, they didn't think they could do it, and then we just kind of sure because you guys make movies. You're not you're yeah, not we just dove company. into it, and they go, yeah. "We're not going to make money off it." But it just I, it was kind of like this would be fun to bring it back because when I would talk to people who you know like like Jesse, you know, yeah. producing partner, she's thirty thirty two, thirty three, and I said like. Did you drink Ectocola? She's like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing ever. So yeah, like, everyone did. Bring that back. You sure? Yeah. And is, I want to know. I want to know though. When you yeah. did get that, like uh, straight up, like what did you? Because I mean, there was we didn't have any sort of dialogue until really it just happened. And I remember like checking in with with uh, your assistant Greg and Jesse and be like, do you know if you watch or whatever? And then <laughs> so like I was just curious, like when you first got it, what did you kind of like? We just like, oh yeah, like why we not? Laugh. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. Let me see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite sure. You know how Slimer was going to come out. What yeah, we're going to do with him and stuff. But yeah, the minute we started doing, it, I think I think it was always in my head like, oh yeah, sure, Adam be Slimer. I just didn't want to tell you because in case I changed my book. Right. <laughs> Sorry, we got Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually does look Dan- Daniel Day Lewis, but he's doing Slimer. it as himself. <laughs> right. Well, he and right. the worst part is he 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 never broke character. So he <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. so he was Slimer for two weeks. Just ne- just never stopped. That's why he's the best. Be the is this uh, <laughs> this is your first? Uh, I don't want to. Say is is it safe to say blockbuster? Like oh, where, where let's it's like, hope it's a blockbuster. Yeah, but I mean like, my first like tentpole movie, right? Yeah, this, and this, and this kind of budget, like, yeah. and when you when you talk about Ecto Cooler and like, there's also things to where there's going to be merchandise from this movie. Yeah, it, it, like, do you have any input with that? Like, in terms yeah, of I was way into that. I was like really that. pushing hard for for really? them to do merch for this because. There was reluctance at first, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's we're still in a world in which if you have, you know, four women starring in a movie, people get weird. Yeah. Um, well, but I, I but they know. very quickly embraced yeah. it. But it just took a little staying on them and pushing pushing to do it. Um, you know, quite frankly, I wish there was a lot more stuff because we, we invented a lot of new kind of weapons and other cool things yeah. in the movie that I think they should Oh, kids do. will freak out for that stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I had everything so. growing up. Yeah. The, Every the uh, toy, Proton Pack. Yeah, the toy I remember yeah. most of all my Christmases was the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah. I had that too. Yeah. I had was, my Ninja Turtles play in the awesome. Ghostbusters oh, Firehouse. Nice. So Don't uh, cross the streams. <laughs> you, you, how dare you no, no. put well, the turtles inside the firehouse? Well, that's Ghostbusters 9. Unholy, <laughs> pollinating. There is a Lego uh, Ghostbusters firehouse, though. Oh my god! It's well, over seven thousand pieces. I actually made it. So, what? Uh, yeah. Do you have a yeah. picture of it? Oh, I think I might in my phone. Um, we got to see that at some yeah, point. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, but I put, on one side, I put the windows in wrong, so it's it's a, it's it's got my own unique personality. 
<laughs> Wait, so yeah, because I remember when I saw you in New York at the, um, when Melissa was hosting SNL and you told me the yeah. next day, I think you were going to, um, was it Hasbro? Or no, oh, where, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were going to the toy fair. Yeah. To yeah. Um, show or, or create, or, I guess you were working on some well, of Well, yeah. I mean, because well, Lego is putting out a R Ecto-1 with, oh, my God. with our cast. Yeah. It's so exciting. Uh, so I went there to kind of visit them and then yeah. look around at some other stuff. And uh, I, I mean, I'm a big, I love um, toys and sure. collectibles and all and that stuff. It's also yeah, such you, a big part of the, like, it, it, it enhances the, oh, yeah, totally. yeah, the geek culture, but just like have, like, I mean, it's why McDonald's like crushed it for so long with, I remember like growing up in the movies and where they would have a, a tiny little toy just from the movie was yeah. like a huge deal. Oh, totally. And I completely forgot about, you know, the, the, um, you know, the diabetes I was going to be getting from the burger because I got this tiny little gray toy. Right. You wash it down with your Ecto toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah. I mean, no, and- it's really fun. And, you know, and also I, you know, I, I, it's fine. I mean, I've collected so much stuff. I still have unopened spawn. Do you, you really? Know, uh, figurines up in my attic. But it's like, amazing. Now it's kind of like I always force myself just to open things up because you go, mm-hmm. you know, you can collect. But also, that stuff's worth a lot because back in the day of Star Wars figurines, nobody thought they were collected, so they all tore it open. Right. So. To have ones that aren't open, that's a big deal because they don't exist. Now everybody, yeah. nobody takes anything out of their packages. <laughs> everyone buys anything. two. Everyone buys two, two oh, of everything. Totally. One just one stay in the package, yeah. and then one that and that that you play with or whatever. Then that mm-hmm. brings the value down because now everyone has one. Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, and, and I great. I think it's great to to you know keep it collectible. I just mm-hmm. it's, it was really fun for me when the our our uh, you know the Ghostbusters figures came in. Yeah, just open them up and take them out and like have them out. It's it, it's it's a it's kind of cool if you if you've been into like collectibles and merchandise your whole life to have anything you're uh, you know. Yeah. Associated with yeah. actually have its own thing was was pretty cool. Now is that stuff already all available or will become? Yeah, it is. It's out, out stores. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I saw it in Toys R Us the other day. That's so. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a ton of it, but it, it's out there. We got to get a Paul Feed toy soon. <laughs> well, okay, with I can actually detachable what? suits. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I can <laughs> announce now. What? Uh, for, this is a, an exclusive. That oh Fun, my God! Funko oh. Funko has made a Paul Feig figure that Shut. will be available <laughs> online only because online I don't only. think they want to make that many. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. Congratulations. Very, very Thank you. So, I, I mean, I was thrilled because I'm a it's, huge Funko fan. Instead of like Kung Fu Grip, does it have like clip on tie or like, <laughs> like different? I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on a, an umbrella. It's, it's very classy. It's very classy. Oh, that is insane. It's wild, right? Although it took Funko to make me realize my hair is gray because they sent me the thing. I go like, no, my hair is brown. The hair is gray. And they're like, no. It's like, oh, you're right. Okay. Well, no, there you're is, rocking it. Yeah, like it. There, there, there is that moment like when you sit down at a carnival to have the uh, caricature artist draw you and you're like, my forehead isn't that big. They're like, how dare you? Well, I got news for you. That's right. You're like, I don't fly that tiny airplane. No. That's not me. Uh, yeah. That, well, congrats. That's a Thanks, that, that's was, a huge moment. I was very, very thrilled with that. And apparently, in the Lego dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a, a, a Lego me somewhere no way. on some level, some lower, well, unfun level of the Lego dimension. No way, but you'll be a Lego. That's right. And so you can be you can beat me up, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. That's amazing. Uh, this is I don't know if, I don't even know how to frame this question, so I'll just kind of come. Well, on. by the way, just are dive you, in, Brad. Just dive in. By the way, Ask we're it. at one fifty. Could you do another twenty minutes? Uh, yeah, two ten. Yep. Okay, yeah, I love it. Um, Thank you. Do you with your stuff that you've done now with bridesmaids and uh, and now with Ghostbusters? Do you consider yourself a feminist? Well, you know, I find 
I find it kind of obnoxious when guys call themselves feminists. Right. I don't know, for some reason, I, I don't know why. I, I'm, but I, I'm a huge supporter of of women, and I want total equality for women. And I've driven by the idea, you know, the 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 dislike of how women have been portrayed in the media for so sure. long. Sure. I mean, and Sarah Silverman complained about it forever, where it's like she was the funniest one on set, and she was always the snarky friend. Oh, God, totally. I mean, yeah. look, School of Rock, one of my favorite movies, yeah. but like, remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, there's Sarah. This is going to be so funny. It's like, oh, my God, she's being so mean. Like, why is Sarah not being funny? Yeah. And, and then it just kind of was that slow attrition of that, of, you know, seeing The Hangover, another brilliant movie, but yeah. there's Rachel Harris, one of the funniest people I know. So good. She's mm-hmm. just mean, and it's like, well, this isn't fair, because also, my problem is then it, it kind of it all eats itself because guys see these movies where these roles for women are written where they're just a drag, and yeah. so they go, "Oh, I want to see a movie starring women because they're just going to be all like that." It's like, right. well, no, that's because somebody wrote her to be like that. She's not like that. If you give her a great role and the other funny women, then you would go in and you go like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" I mean, that's why it was really fun. That guys who went to see Bridesmaids liked it so much. I saw it five times in the theater. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cool, like, I oh, I mean, it was like, and it's so crazy that you like bought Paul a new pocket square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna blow my nose. In yeah, it. you're welcome. Uh, it, it just like, but they even have to change kind of like that perspective for people to like it's go. Hard. Oh wait, though, because I remember seeing it like, you know, being just so like, what an amazing comedy. But then also like recognizing that like. Trying to think, like, when have I seen a big cast of like a woman comedy, like where it's that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, dominated dominated by female? You yeah. know, yeah. I I didn't even think about it until the end of the movie, where I kind of walked out and was like, who was the male? John yeah, John Ham, but right. not really exactly. Was it ben, Fanta- like, ben Falcone, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just kind of walked out, going, I just and how great, yeah. Is yeah. that? I mean, that's the, that's the only point I want to get to where, you know, even the fact that we're always called the all-female Ghostbusters, you know, they don't call something the all-male. Yeah, you know, sure, sure, sure. Whatever, name the movie. And yeah. it's just, we still hang up on it. And it's, and I get it. It's it's, it's just coming out of sort of the primordial ooze. Here, yeah. But, but we should be out of it by now. I think you, so. You yeah. would hope so. And I mean, it, it's still amazing to me when you see things like, I know in the comics, uh, Thor is now a woman. Yeah. And yeah. some people just were up in arms oh, about yeah. that, just like, well, Thor, Thor's a dude. Yeah. No, no, Thor's a fictional character. Yeah. Like, Thor is not real. Wait, you what? Can do... Exactly. Hey, sorry, Adam. Sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. Oh, no, no. Oh. Uh, but like... <laughs> Why'd you have to hear it yeah, here? <laughs> yeah. But everybody really plays football, right? Uh, well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> okay, good. But like, these, these things aren't concrete. You're not taking the Washington Monument and saying, like, we're going to paint it neon orange. Like, you're yeah. not... You're, you're, you're not doing that. And just because you change... Thor, or just because you change uh, the uh, the gender of the cast of Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. d- d- does not mean the original does not exist. It's still there. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. It's just so hard for me to kind of take seriously is the whole thanks for ruining my childhood thing, which <laughs> will be written on my tombstone, I guarantee you. <laughs> but it's kind of like, God, you know, it, I've seen so many different quotes that are funny about that, like ranging from, you know, sort of like, if this, if it takes this to ruin your childhood, then you've had a pretty good life. Yeah. You know, but it is that kind of, but it's, I, that's my thing, too, is like, it exists. Honestly, it's one of the reasons why I was almost kind of nervous to do like a straight sequel, because I feel that almost can pollute the stream more than like, oh, here's another thing over here. And this percent. is its mm-hmm. own thing, and yep. your thing's over there. Yep. And, you know. Yeah, it's its its own separate entity that, that you could enjoy separately, and it doesn't erase the memory of in, in if 
anything, this new Ghostbusters film will make people watch the new film and then also yeah. go back and watch the old film and yeah. probably appreciate that more. That's my hope too. You know, and, and, and honestly, you know, you get so kind of buried under the angry guys that are yeah. writing you constantly, mm-hmm. and but then you know we'll get I'll get pictures. You know, we were in production like. Yeah. There was this one family of the De Silva's, I think they are, and uh, suddenly there was this picture got posted of their daughter wearing our. They made the costume with the orange stripes, and, and her dad made her a replica of the proton pack that we have in the wow. movie. And she just had this look on her face. She was tough and like confident, posing. And I, I burst into tears because it's kind of I've been attacked for so long, and yeah. you go like. This is why we're doing this, yeah, right? To give these kids a new generation of, you know, right? That's no amazing. Yeah, because yeah. no one get... has the action figure of Sarah Silverman from School of Rock. Like, <laughs> exactly. no girl, lo- no girl looks at that woman and goes like, "Yes, that's that yeah. embodies everything that I am." And yeah, and I want kids, you know, boys and girls to sure. watch this and go like, "Oh my God, they're so funny and they're so cool and they're tough and they're fighting and they're, you know, you know." That's gonna happen, and that's I mean, and it, I'm glad that you're that's not lost on you to to recognize that like. You are like you are doing that for th- yeah. this movie. I mean, for all the comedic and cultural and just like amazingness that it's going to like bring and people are pumped for. Like there is that deeper level of like, man, there's going to be like kids that get like film and TV does impact you, and you're yeah. going to get <clears throat> kids that are inspired and like you know things things like that picture or or just seeing the toughness yeah. of of girls in that role is going to like yeah you know the great thing is you know the generations coming up aren't hung up on this stuff yeah. you know I right. mean, like the under 25s yeah. you know are kind of like that's cool like they don't they have that hang up and so you know, you're getting hit you know in general getting hit by so many guys in their 30s and 40s is like <laughs> dudes i get it i know that this is you know it's 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 a sacred ground and i get that but at yeah. the same time don't you know? Don't pull all your toys in and, and hang on to them. Like share them with you know, right. share them with younger kids. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the trend is actually expanding. I mean, on Twitter last or a few days ago, uh, J- uh, someone made a mock-up movie poster of Gillian Anderson mm-hmm. playing Jane Bond. <laughs> Not James Bond, but Jane <laughs> Bond. And it was trending. Really? Yeah. And pe- and pe- people started talking like. Yeah, Julian Anderson is Jane Bond. Yeah, why not? Why totally. not? Totally. Like, and in, in if that movie's made, it doesn't mean like 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 I said before, it doesn't mean James Bond movies don't exist. Yeah, it, it, it just means hey, here's a female that can kick, that can kick ass, who's a spy. And that's the thing. We should just get the point where you like it's all based on merit. So you go like, yeah. oh, that person's great. That person's great. It's not like oh, there's a woman in this part. Right. You know, that, that's what we got to push past. But yeah. it's going to take a while. You know? Our, um, now, the, uh, speaking of poster, has the has that been like the heat poster, which is still hanging in my apartment? <laughs> it is, is like one of the dopest posters of all time. Well, that oh, the, the one that we had. That was the dude designs. Yeah. The, the, what the is Mondo. that? It's the Mondo the Mo- poster. Yeah. I mean, those are the greatest. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Uh, is I mean, is that I mean? There's been posters, I think, in theaters. Of- yeah, we're still they're still fine tuning what what the kind of the the main poster is going to be. Yeah, it's it's stuff. It, it, all this stuff like posters and trailers, it, they're so hard to do because you know you're trying to crystallize something yeah. out of context. I mean, a poster mm-hmm. is whatever. You know, you just want it to be graphically dynamic yes. and interesting. But like trailers, you know, are are. All my movies have always been had a hard time with trailers because sure. it's just you know here's 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 the challenge as yeah. a comedy filmmaker. Sure. This is what let's say there's here's two scenarios for you. One scenario is you are in a restaurant at a table with you know, let's say five of your friends, six of your friends. You've known each other forever. You guys are laughing, you're having the greatest time. You're just cracking each other up. 
and and you know, and telling stories. You know, Brad's telling a story. Mm-hmm. You go, oh my god, it's so funny because Brad doesn't normally do that, and he did this, and you're laughing, laughing, laughing. Have the greatest time, and it's the greatest night of your life. So now you're number two. You are eating by yourself at a table next to that table, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there, and they're laughing, and they're loud, and all this stuff, and you're going like, "Shut the fuck up! I hate you, people. You're not funny. Yeah. You know, because you don't have any investment in those people. Yeah. You don't know why what they're saying. And you're is jealous funny. of the good time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that, and also just like you have no context. Yeah. yeah. Like a bunch of people telling stories that aren't, don't sound funny. You heard, right. blah, 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 and then Brad reached for the top shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, well, like, who cares, if Brad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Our goal as a film, you know, I have to within as fast as I can, or the thirty seconds, a minute, two minutes, five minutes, make you sit you at that table and make you know the stories of all those people. So then you go like, oh my god, it's so funny he said that. It's so funny he said oh that. Oh god. And so when you're trying to do a trailer, all you can really do, or all the studio can do, is go, oh well, these these are the jokes that killed in the test screening. Mm-hmm. Let's grab those jokes. Well, those jokes are only killing the test screening because you had a whole context of right. movie before that oh leading God. up to that point. Right. It, it's all it, and as like for drama and for like a superhero movie, I get that you show big explosions, yeah. whatever. Like, great. Yeah. Now that now that now that's your trailer. But for comedy, especially, it's tough. And look, and there's been plenty of great comedy trailers. Yeah. Right? So it's not like it doesn't work for everybody. It's just my style of comedy is so behavioral that. You know, it's it's just it's hard to pluck those things out. And how do you not? Ju- and then you put you don't want to put all your best jokes in the trailer. Well, I always deputize the studio. I yeah. from day one when we start shooting, I send them every frame of anything I've shot, every yeah. take, and I because I I want them to find jokes because they can you can invent trailer jokes that I won't even put in the movie because they only work in the context of a trailer. Yeah. Because they just, they're usually juxtaposition jokes. Right, right. Where you take one thing and then like, he says something and then cut to what? You know, or whatever it is. And right, then you're like, right, oh, right. that's funny because they're comedy. Yeah, you that. just do something where it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, female Ghostbusters, that would never work. Cut to them all in the car yeah, or something some, like that. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, and that, also I don't like to burn off all our jokes in the trailer. Yeah, so I'm no. saying like, guys, please. But then a lot of times they'll cut trailers while we're still doing the movie and you go like, that's a hilarious joke that you found that I didn't even think about. And then we'll go, okay, I'm stealing that. I can put that No in. way that happens, huh? Yeah, totally. I, I have no problem with any kind of collaboration. I don't care where something funny comes from. It, as long as it goes into the final product or, or makes the final product look good, that's mm-hmm. all you should care about. That's why it is great that you do those test screenings. I remember you yeah, tell yeah. me, you were like, just because this is a giant franchise and, and I, I can't change the way I do yeah. with Bridesmaids, Heat, Spy, like you, this is how you find the best stuff. Like, And Ghostbusters is still a comedy. You want to have the best. Uh, yeah. You know, in the, the the studio was very nervous about it, and yeah. rightly they would be, sure. because you're sure. taking a giant property, you know, and I'm just, you know, I'm only a few months into the editing, because when I do my first test screening, it's like, I don't know, I think this works, let's just put it up so I can find out what works and what doesn't, and I'm not in love with everything, uh, mm-hmm. but they were very nervous about it, and then once they gave into it, now they're obsessed with it, the yeah. it's like, alright guys, we're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said Arizona was the last one you just Yeah, did? we did it in, in, in Peoria, Arizona. Nice. Did a double screening, two, two different audiences side by side, and just scored through the roof and how how is that to to from the first screening to now i mean is there like just a uh, more relaxed paul in the room watching no no or? you get more and more tense as you go yeah. along it's it's really, really nerve-wracking but the minute you're in there the first you, you have to it's it, you guys do stand up obviously yeah. mm-hmm. you know what you know right away if you've got a, a great audience or a cautious oh, yeah. audience or a weird audience sure and so it's always like we always had like one joke right up front and it's like 
okay, let's see if that kills or not. You know, like in Spy, it was always you know, yeah. when, when Jude sneezes and shoots the guy. Yeah. Yeah. If it got a giant roar, we're like, great. We yeah. Got audience. Sometimes you get, they'd be like, ah, and you're like, ooh, they're going to make us work for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tough crowd. I mean, how much when you see those test screenings and you see them just go out, like, test through the roof and people coming out of it saying like oh my god and with a film that's not even complete yet coming out having huge smiles on their faces like how much are you just Trying to go through Twitter, they'd be like, "Okay, troll, see, what? look, we're just talking to people I know, like you're the so fucking onto. movie." Well, the funny thing is, everybody who comes, they really put yeah. security. They do these, you know, make them sign non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, they right, literally right, take right. everybody's picture. They get all their info, and then they announce at the beginning, like, you know, do not, you are not allowed to tell anything. But then when it goes really well, I always want to kind of, I'd like to go up and go. But if you really like it, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. You yeah. go out there and just sort of uh, yeah. spread the good word. Yeah, if you're exactly. lying at a Quiznos and you're, uh, you know, that's you're right. just yeah. Whisper in somebody's ear. About by the Ralphs, and someone says, like, oh, Ecto Cooler, they brought that back. Funny you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah Speaking then, of Ecto Cooler. Yeah, go on. Right. Yeah. Go nuts. But the funny thing with a movie or anything is, like, there's always going to be people that don't like it. Yeah, so, sure. You know, as I almost hate to kind of, you know, even talk about, like, great test screenings, but for me, it's just kind of like, it's just that relief of, like, okay, good. I know with, with the majority of the audience, it's going to work. Yeah. And yeah. That's really all I care about. And, and I mean, the, the, the fascinating thing with me is you have heat bridesmaids spy like three movies that were great successes with critics and audiences and then you say all right now i'm going to do ghostbusters and some people go well that's never gonna work it's yeah. like well, no, it's like well, he no. just did all yeah that. i know kind of give me the benefit of the doubt yeah, exactly it, 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 wait you yeah have, <laughs> yeah you, you have like it's like when a it's like when the new england patriots say like well we're gonna bring in this this player everyone goes that's a horrible decision you're like yeah. Track record. Yeah. They're, yeah. They've oh, done it. They haven't earned your trust yet. Yeah, but it's lit, you know that's fascinating. For the, me. the internet and other, everything is like littered with the history of like, how dare you, how dare you, and then it comes out and everybody loves it. And maybe even back going back to remember uh, Vampire Diary of a Vampire. What was it? It was the Anne Rice one where Tom oh. Cruise was going to be. Oh yeah, uh, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, if you remember the run up to that, I, I'm older than you guys. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, oh my god. And even Anne Rice was coming out. How dare you cast Tom Cruise? And everyone Whoa. was so up in arms. And the minute it came out, he goes, Oh, he's great. <laughs> yeah, and is gone. And know? then they absolutely forget yeah. and then they absolutely forget that they ever said anything mean yeah. or anything bad they just go oh wow it's a great movie i knew and then i i i bet you when once this thing comes out you're gonna have everyone sort of switch and then start to shame the shamers be yeah. like I how hope. dare yeah. all these people I say bad things so. that i was doing two right. weeks ago yep. we'll see again i mean there's always gonna be people who are just gonna sure. dig in and of they're course. gonna hate watch it and stuff and that's fine that's hey what, you know, but at least they're watching it well exactly, exactly. <laughs> about that ticket that's on you to another movie <laughs> yeah. and in our uh do you have a uh do you have a suit already picked out for the premiere like how <laughs> have i got a new outfit yeah. is that what you're asking <laughs> what is paul feig wearing exactly. on the red carpet <laughs> it, who and what am i wearing it better be slimer green everything yeah exactly i i do have a i do have a a, a very spicy uh three-piece uh <laughs> A new one that awesome. I had made for this. So. I would I would think even like a Ghostbusters tie, like um Well I, I do have actually have my, my uh one of my producers and my line producer made me uh Ghostbusters cufflinks. cufflinks wow. It, but it's the the it's the, the hood ornament from the movie. Okay. Which is like it's in one of the trailers. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the scared ghost. Yeah. And yeah. so the, I have cufflinks with him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and, right. And it's funny, I, I thought talk about style i thought of you the other day because uh on amazon they have suit pajamas <laughs> and i gotta get some of those <laughs> i knew that and laugh was gonna be followed by suits, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally and that's and that's the thing like it's it, it it's 
pajamas are they're, they're, they're silk pajamas, but then they look like a suit. See, that's I, great. I thought Paul Feig, need, if if anyone were to ever need a pair of these, there it's you go. Paul well, the, Feig. The greatest fake suit I've ever seen is there's a wetsuit, a surfing wetsuit that looks mm-hmm. like like you know like one of the Kill Bill assassins or whatever. It's a full on black suit with a white tie, and it looks so awesome. Oh, that's if I ever surfed, which I won't, <laughs> I would wear that. Uh, a few more minutes. Um, is uh, so we're going to do an LA. Is that where, where, do they know where? It, it, the... Now we're an LA premiere. Okay, yeah. cool. We were going to be New York, but now that they closed the Ziegfeld, which was a oh, giant they did? theater. Yeah, that's where the yeah. heat was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a great theater. But I, I, I'm, I, as much as I love to do a premiere in New York, I actually think it's good because here we can get much bigger theaters. And, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, you know, I love New York. We'll be in New York a bunch promoting this too. Yeah. yeah. Then and and, th- th- and this film is going to be such an event. I don't think it really matters where you put the right. You you could put the premiere in Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> and a bunch of people would come out. That's right. Well, I I, I really want, I'm hung up on. There's this new thing. I don't know if you've heard of it or not called Atmos, which is huh. that's the new sound system in movie theaters that's the future which is nice. it's uh, so many more speakers and the, the entire ceiling has them so that sounds can go over your head can come around the back can come all you know oh, wow. can kind of go oh, from side to side ghosts flying around that would oh, yeah. be so great yeah so so we're, we're mixing an atmos and it's so cool so wait so uh, theaters already have this yeah there's a bunch that already have it. oh that's yeah, not amazing. everywhere but if you try to find the atmos you'll get a cool experience i wow. feel like sound too on a movie like this is oh, it's everything right it's every sound and music is everything like, no, when you when you watch it without it, you're kind of like, oh, this movie's kind of dragging. And the minute it's in, it's like, oh my god! Really? Yeah, the sound and and I'm I'm fascinated by it because some person there, there, there there's not some standard of what a ghost talking, flying, doing anything sounds like. You have to create those sounds, whoever that sound person is, yeah. from nothing. Yeah, well, I have an amazing sound team. Amazing yeah, sound team they, who actually have done. Uh, they did the Heat and Spy with me. Wow. Yeah. Know? And uh, no, but it, that it is fun because you go like, let's make this sound more like this. Because yeah, there's no like, yeah, there's no template of what like it, 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 like mm. it's not every ghost is going to be like ooh yeah. like like that's not going to be the <laughs> standard. It'd be great if that's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just Adam. It's just Adam. Ooh. Ooh. Clearly me, and then I start selling Hyundai's. Yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite thing when I was a kid was there was a, a Disney put out a haunted mansion. Uh, album, yeah. You know, what? Lots of just scary sounds like that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was just something you would play at Halloween, mm-hmm. and then just to have it like sort of in your background as people walk through your house. And, and there was a time houses. when people were generally spooked by those. Like, oh yeah, ooh, 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 like oh, we got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we kids, we were always putting on like the little rascals, like some kind of show in our garage to try oh, to for make real? funny. Oh yeah, I remember once we said it was going to be a haunted house, but all we did is just brought a bunch of little kids in, <laughs> charged them a dime, and. Turn the lights off and just play that album. <laughs> and all these kids were like, ah, get out of here. Man, you know what? I do the same thing, uh, only I just play a Nickelback album. And they're just terrified. And they go running. Yeah, they're just like, oh, God. This reminds me to kill myself. Uh, like, all right, yeah. Well, they're not coming on the podcast. Yeah, 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 boy. Yeah. Well done, it's well, all uh, in good fun. Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> wait, I, wait. Do you, so you did a lot of shows. Um, that was like your early oh, yeah. theater stuff, that's huh? All, yeah, it's all we did. I mean, I was a magician, so I did a lot of shows at like retirement homes and stuff. But then we put tons of stuff on in our garage. We did a, mm-hmm. a dance school once. We did constantly did haunted houses, do shows. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Is that no, were you directing these or were you just acting and stuff? No, well, we were producing, directing, yeah. acting. And <laughs> we did it all. I was the, I was also the best boy grip. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest things we ever did, though, is we I decided to do a, a sale, 
but my dad owned an army surplus store, and so we just I raided the garbage <laughs> because, like, you know, when you buy cowboy hats, yeah, like. They're held, you know, they, they put them on in these kind of like cardboard separators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They kind of are shaped like a hat, so I lo- would just decorate those and sell them as hats. And then <laughs> we made a treasure. We just made a bunch of treasure maps, and we sold them that were completely fake. <laughs> and I remember some dad, like, storming back with his kid, like, hey, you sold my kid this thing for a, a you know, quarter. And he went all around the neighborhood to where it said the treasure was, and there was nothing there. <laughs> Yeah, they, really? Buyer be, beware. Yeah, so, <laughs> it was just a pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Wait. know that shit was there? You, <laughs> so, the, so the guy, so the, so the kid bought a treasure map from another kid in the neighborhood, and and, and the dad and, came. And the dad was and, mad. And, you, yeah, and exactly. you thought like, well, something's amiss. Yeah. yeah. We went looking for that treasure, and turns out, (laughs) like, uh, that, wow, okay. How desperate was that dad? He was just like, this is finally going to turn it around, a treasure map. So he was not only pissed that you duped his kid. That's hysterical. (laughs) Give me that map. This is mine. Yeah, he he was the guy from the fairy tale that's like, wait, you sold the cow for magic beans? (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, that's how we bought our house. It turned out. Magic beans? (laughs) Exactly. That's right. Magic beans. When we bought our house, uh, we, uh, some guy who, I think he used to work in intelligence or something, the whole uh, house was wired with weird wires and intercoms yeah. and stuff, but we were tearing up the carpet, and we found a uh, safe that was mounted into the floor. Oh, shit. And we couldn't open it. It was like, what's in it? My God, it must have everything. So we like went around and got yeah. to open it, and there was nothing in it. So <laughs> it's a terrible story. I'm so sure there'd either be like state secrets in it or, oh, sure. or gold bullion. Or Action Comics number 18, the yeah, first oh, appearance. Yeah, I know. Or the first Wagner card yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. We all like want to find, yeah, the treasure, will, uh, just like a map going for whatever. It's, you know, it's never going to not be yeah. exciting. <laughs> um, well, this has been amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. Thanks. Thank guys. you for making time. Thank yeah. you for making the trek over. Oh, and, uh, I just love talking to you. So, all all female cast of Ghostbusters. All I'm saying is, when's the all dwarf cast of Hoosiers? Ah. <laughs> Can we make that movie? You weren't supposed to announce it. <laughs> well, at least at least I have an idea for maybe a new trailer. Like if you really want to, it's Brad on a funky duck, shirtless, holding swords, which he owns, yeah. going. That might be our new trailer. <laughs> I'd see that movie. But uh, yeah, Paul, thank you so much. And uh, July fifteenth, yeah, July fifteenth, July fifteenth in theaters. Yeah, go. Watch it, enjoy it, and uh, get get a big bag of popcorn because this is a yeah. this is a popcorn film. It's a popcorn film. You're just gonna have fun with the four of the funniest people I know, and then an amazing yeah. supporting cast of the funniest people. And, I know. and you know, and they and they, and they made it that good despite of Slimer. And I, I think that's I know, it's really a hey, we over- right came. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. I, I, I sorry, I didn't see it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Brad. Did those? Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Paul. Thanks, thanks Paul. you guys. Cheers. Show. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone you know. But what should I tell them? Well, you can just tell them that Brad Williams and Adam Ray can help you get through the fucking day. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, 
Get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice.